This is FFA. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Texas FFA Unraveled. Texas FFA Unraveled is an alternative communication outlet created to further support teachers, students, and stakeholders. Our goal is to provide an easy-to-comprehend podcast that provides current and future Texas FFA advisors and members with digestible knowledge and resources related to Texas FFA opportunities and programming. On this episode of Texas FFA Unraveled, we're extremely excited for you to hear from other FFA members from across the country about what it takes to be great. From talent to tradition, and from great ag teachers to strong agricultural ties, keep listening to hear from some of the most competitive students as they share what it takes to be successful and who keeps them motivated. Happy listening. We are Katie FFA. We are competing in poultry evaluation. My name is Amber Hall and on my team are Kaylee Kulhanek, Jamie Hahn, and Reagan Barnett. What made you interested in competing in this contest? So getting into FFA my freshman year, I wanted to raise chickens just because I thought it was an easy six-week project and I felt that getting into poultry judging was going to help me raise chickens and it does in the long run. But being able to see the other aspects of poultry judging outside of just raising chickens has been so much more. You know, there's eggs and processing and carcasses and it really sparked my interest to go into poultry science rather than just raising chickens only for FFA but to make a career out of it. I really love that. How many hours, months, and or years have you spent practicing and preparing? So we normally start practicing right when your LDE ends. So if you don't make it out of district or area, you start right then and there. And then from there on, it's kind of just weekly practices for two or three hours after school, two or three times a week. And then it just continues on and on and on until state. And we were fortunate enough to make it to the national level. So those practices have continued all throughout the summer, but we do a really good job of making sure that we get everything handled with all the time that we have to practice. I also think that since we're all so interested in this CDE, we are so willing to take the time outside of practice to open our book because it's something that genuinely sparks our interest. So it's something we're genuinely like excited to learn about. So that definitely helps us prepare for not only just this contest, but just your weekly average invitational. We're taking that time outside of school and outside of practice to open our book. And not only that, just anytime we go eat chicken nuggets, like it's practice for us. So it's definitely a way to make practice interesting as well and not just cracking open our books. What have you learned from this that you could apply into your life in the future? I think the best thing that I've learned that will stay, stick with me for the rest of my life is definitely all the things we learn about table eggs. And, you know, when you pick up that egg carton in the grocery store, everything on that carton has a purpose and there's a reason it's on it. So getting to read about the background of the laying industry and how those eggs get to the grocery store, I guess, really is something that has impacted me. And I will definitely think of eggs differently whenever I go to the store now. Another thing that I think has impacted me in this contest is not just the actual poultry aspect of it, but even just a studying studying habits. I think that me, myself, going into high school, it's kind of a big jump. And so you're not really studying at, in junior high. You're kind of going through the motions. You're just learning it. But poultry and any CDE team, you're actually applying that knowledge and you're actually learning how to study, learning how to take notes, learning how everything works out in real life and just in the real world. So that's something I'll take away from it. 
What advice would you have for somebody who's interested in competing in this contest? Honestly, this question kind of relates to me because I had no background in the poultry industry at all. Like I had no idea what any of this was. And so some advice I have is just that the city is just really cool. Like every aspect of it is just interesting. I grew up obviously eating chicken dinners like I think every single person has. And so it's after you learn how to judge and you learn this material, my parents will literally send me a picture and be like, what is this egg? And so I think that's just really cool because it's, you see it every single day. So even if, like Kaylee said, like if you're at a restaurant, you see that chicken dinner and you're like, hmm, it's kind of just funny seeing all the aspects put together in one thing. That's a really interesting perspective. Hi, my name is Faith Guy Swyatt, and I'm from the Fredericksburg FFA chapter and competing in the Senior Prepared Public Speaking Contest. Tell us a little bit about your event. So my event is giving an eight-minute speech, and then afterwards you get five minutes for a question-and-answer period. That eight-minute speech is about anything agriculture-related from water to cotton to cattle. What drew you to this contest? I mean, almost in the name, but public speaking and the future really inspired me through FFA and public speaking as in general, um, the different topics as you get into it and the knowledge that you obtain through it um, kind of helped me with a degree path in college, but as well um, a future career I want to have. And public speaking is something that is an innate va- isn't is not an innate value. And so most people, um, it's a progress and you learn constantly. And that's something that I'll take away is the ability to speak in front of people and talk in interviews. And so that's something I want to do with my future and it'll help me. What did you do to prepare for this event? My speech is about the cattle market and the disparity from the packers to the farmer and rancher and how your consumers are paying highest they ever have for ground beef or um, beef in the market. This speech, I've actually given the same topic, if you will, for the past few years since it really became a big issue in 2020. So I've been preparing for a while with the knowledge and that I know and reading articles type of situation. But coming into this contest, it was really rewriting and getting things up to date in the speech actual content, but as well, um, lots of interviews with different people in the industry, but as well, uh, reading articles and keeping up with the news and day-to-day things that happen. What advice would you have for somebody who's interested in competing in this contest? My personal experience through it is something that relates to you and that you can um, touch and say that you this affects you and how it affects you is something that the judges love. And in contests, um, it really helps having something that affected your personal life. And so for me, my family has a cow-calf operation, a sale barn, and we have a bunch of feeder cattle. And so naturally, cattle was something for me to talk about or whether it was international trade. Trade was something that almost affects everybody, whether you're a consumer at the grocery store or your family owns a farm. If you're say you're from the inner city, talk about something that you do in high school or talk about something that affects you. And that's something that I would really push on someone who's trying to get into it. That's really great. Um, My name is Madison Perkins from the Gilmore FFA chapter, and I compete in the Environmental and Natural Resource Division 5 Agri-Science Fair competition. I tested 20 ponds, and I was testing to see if fertilizer and feces affects the water quality and biodiversity readings of those 20 ponds. That's great. How is your agri-science project relative to your community? So my mom is a former ag teacher and I'm the youngest of four siblings. And so I've always been around the agri-science fair. So I started in the fourth grade. And so whenever I was coming across this research, um, I figured out that there was over 2,500 miles of untested water streams in the state of Texas. And so I wanted to do my part to test to see those untested water sources and just do my part in my community. That's really interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. 
One big problem in my community is farmers use a lot of fertilizer, which can be very harmful to the water because it can lower the dissolved oxygen. And so one solution I found is if you add um, a buffer zone, it's where you add extra plants around the ponds. So when the fertilizer goes into the pond, the buffer zone will kind of soak it up so less of that fertilizer will land in the pond, which will create more, more healthy water environment. Tell us something that you will use for the rest of your life after competing in this event. So whenever I started in the fourth grade, I wouldn't talk to anyone. Uh, I walked into my first contest and I whispered my entire speech. And so even though I still get nervous with interviews today, uh, I definitely have improved. And so I think communication is something I've really learned from the agri-science fair. I understand. We're the El Campo Ag Issues team representing Texas at the National FFA Convention. On the team is Carter Levinka, Brianna Jensen, Emery Dornyak, Sydney Blair, and Colin Cherney. Tell us a little bit about your event. The Ag Issues Forum is a contest. It's a 15-minute prepared speech between three to seven people where you choose an agricultural issue that is related to your area of your state, and you present the pros and cons of the issue in an attempt to swing the audience one way or the other to help help them form an opinion on the subject um, by presenting facts and, and different information. Our topic is about cotton contamination. What connections have you made through agriculture and performing? Preparation for contests, we do a lot of forums, like public forums to people around the community between like agricultural, like members of the ag industry, political officials, different industry members, kind of just diversify who we present to to learn as much about the topic as we can. What advice would you have for somebody who's interested in competing in this contest? Definitely pick a topic that does is close to home. That way it's you do have people that know a lot about the topic and you can get more informed like we did when we presented to other farmers and got a lot more information about the topic. I was going to say something very similar to Brianna because we've been a team for a while now and we had other topics, but we weren't as successful because it wasn't something as close to home to us, but this is a really good topic for us. So definitely having a topic that means something, means a lot to you and your family and your community is very important. What have you learned from this that you could apply into your life in the future? I think adapting and overcoming is something that I've really been able to learn and something our team has overcame a lot with not every presentation is going to go perfectly smooth and there's going to be bumps and stumbles but overcoming that and not letting it just completely destroy your presentation is really important because we haven't been the best at every single one but we learned from that and we're able to get there from there that's a great answer we're from the Roscoe FFA chapter. We are competing in agri-science fair. We are in the animal systems division, and I'm Savannah Little. And I'm Cameron Greenwood. Tell us a little bit about your event. Yeah, so our project is about double dominant follicle removals and in vitro fertilization cattle donors. Long okay. title. What made you choose that particular topic? With our school, we have a vet clinic that's attached that helps us get our CVA is our certified veterinary assistant. And in the back, we have a bovine reproduction services. And our embryologist actually came up with this idea and he helped us develop the project, helped us through it. And he was a really big help in this project. So what advice would you have for somebody who's interested in competing in this contest? You need to make sure that it's relevant to agriculture and something that can be used in today's world to help out producers or anybody else that could use this. 
along with being dedicated to the project because like Cameron said, it is a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it can take months or over a year to finish and you need to be really dedicated to what you're doing. That was a great answer. Um, we're with the Gilmer FFA. Uh, we're competing in the Farm Business Management National Competition. Um, I'm Sarah Warden. I am Jordan Kennedy. I'm Kevin Jang. And I'm Joseph Nelson. The purpose of the Farm Business event is really to get a good grasp of financial concepts, management concepts, and just all around the principles of economy that apply to just owning a farm and operating a farm. How many hours, months, and or years have you spent practicing and preparing? <laughs> we have spent four years preparing for this event. We studied at six o'clock in the morning every Monday, Wednesday, Friday-ish. Sometimes Tuesdays, Tuesdays, yeah. Thursdays. Tuesdays, Thursdays. <laughs> we definitely studied a lot. And then our main goal, I remember walking into our first practice, our main goal was like, Freshman, freshman year, we were like, we're going to win the state. I believe it was either freshman or sophomore year. There was a period of time where we were studying Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the mornings, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoon as well. Yeah. And that was very intense and is much of a reason how we are in this spot now. What have you learned from this that you could apply into your life in the future? So one thing that... Um, I know that I'm going to take away, I can't necessarily speak for my teammates, but just how to run a practical business, really how to make a profit off of something so important and traditional as agriculture and, and farming and ranching in general. Having that operational savvy kind of knowledge is really, really helpful whenever creating something like that. Uh, and I, I have to say on behalf of our team that we can accredit a lot of our work ethic and, and our time spent together to our coach, Jessica Ramsey. We were all first year when we started. Um, Miss Ramsey was learning just as much as we were, and she was definitely the only reason that we were able to get this far because she put in as much time as we did. She showed up for practices just as much as we did. But she was the only reason that we got the advisors that we needed to, the the material that we needed to get to, um, to learn all the stuff that we needed to learn for this. And we were all very new to it. We, we had no idea what we were getting into freshman year. But when we made the goal of nationals, she allowed us to get there. Just it really had a great impact on this team. Uh, and so we appreciated that. That's really great. Hi, my name is Abby. I'm from Glasscock County FFA, and I'm competing in national talent. Tell us about a really fun experience that you've had in relation to this event. I didn't necessarily grow up in the agriculture community. I moved to the farm where I live on now when I was 13 years old. And before then, I had always sang. So it was just kind of cool to like, because I always loved country music. So to just really tie that in and just like see those country songs do just like, they don't even do the justice of just showing how much work is put in to the agricultural community and stuff. So it was just cool to actually just start seeing that happen just like right in front of me. That's a really interesting perspective. What advice would you have for somebody who's interested in competing in this contest? Honestly, I would just say like, just keep pushing yourself. Even if you are hesitant to doing it, just get up there and try your best and just do it. Like it's so, so worth it in the end. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Texas FFA Unraveled. Teachers, please feel free to reach out if there's ever anything that we can do to support you and tune in next time for FFA Unraveled.